Hello, and thank you for tuning into Answers from the Lab, where we share Mayo Clinic knowledge and advancements on the state of testing and science from laboratory leaders and the people who are making it happen behind the scenes. I'm Dr. Bobby Pritt, your host, and a clinical microbiologist and the chair of the Division of Clinical Microbiology at Mayo Clinic in Rochester, Minnesota. For today's episode, we welcome Ben Levno from our product management team at Mayo Clinic Laboratories for a test and focus interview. Thanks for your introduction, Dr. Pritt. Today, we'll be discussing the amyloid ratio Alzheimer's disease evaluation with Dr. Joshua Bornhorst. But before we get started, Dr. Bornhorst, thanks for joining us today. Could you please tell our listeners a little about yourself and your background? I'm a clinical chemist, and I am co-director of the Clinical Amino Assay Laboratory, which has dealt with a lot of neurology markers and expanding that menu in the past couple of years. Great. And that's exactly what we're going to talk about today with Dr. Bornhorst is the Alzheimer's disease space. And I think it's important for our listeners to know that Mayo Clinic Laboratories already offers one test for Alzheimer's disease. Is that right, Dr. Bornhorst? That's correct. We do have another CSF offering, which is the PTAL-181 to A-beta-42 ratio test, which also is used to assess the presence of amyloid deposition in patients with AD. Great. Today, though, we're not going to focus on that evaluation. We're also not going to do a complete recap of Alzheimer's disease and the role of biomarker testing. If you'd like to hear more about the Alzheimer's disease evaluation that exists, there is a test in focus that's already recorded with Dr. Al Jaziris, and we encourage all of you to listen to that. But today, Dr. Bornhorst, we're going to talk about a new FDA-approved test. So could you tell our listeners a little bit about this new evaluation that Mayo Clinic Laboratories will launch soon? So this test is offered by Fujiri Bio, and it is the Lumipulse G beta amyloid ratio, 142 divided by 1 over 40 in vitro diagnostic test, which has been FDA-approved in May of 2022. This test, in essence, gives a ratio of amyloid beta 42 over amyloid beta 40 and CSF. This test will only give the ratio of the amyloid isoforms, not the individual amyloid concentrations, as the ratio of the amyloid A beta 42 over A beta 40 has been shown to be more clinically informative. Great, thanks Dr. Bornhurst. My key takeaways there were just wanted to make sure to acknowledge that the results will only include the ratio. Is that what you said? We won't be reporting out individual components of this test. Is that right? It's per FDA guidance, we will not be reporting out the individual concentrations of A-beta-42 or A-beta-40. However, the ratio of A-beta-42 over A-beta-40 has been shown to be clinically informative in that it demonstrates high concordance with amyloid positon emission tomography or PET scanning and it's useful when distinguishing amyloid deposition due to AD from alternate causes of, of dementia. Exactly, perfect. Thanks for reiterating that. And I think it's important, like you said, this is an FDA approved test. So it's important that we are reporting results in accordance with that FDA approval specifically, and it's the ratio that shows the high concordance, and that's why we're reporting that result alone. So thanks for that detail, Dr. Bornhorst. I also had heard something about tubes. Uh, I know that Alzheimer's disease evaluation at eval already requires a special tube. Will there be anything unique required for the new AMYR test? 
There will be a preferred tube that is offered that is commercially available, and it will also be one of the acceptable tubes for the existing ADEVL test that Mayo Clinic offers. Dr. Bornhorst, can you just provide a little more detail on the commercially available tube that will be required? So Mayo Clinic has chosen a preferred six milliliter tube, which is polypropylene and is commercially available. This tube can also be used for ADEVL testing as well, although it is not the preferred tube type. Great. I know the stickiness of that biomarker and the tube type is important. So thanks for clarifying that for our listeners. I think the next thing I wanted to ask about Dr. Bornhorst is just which patients this test would be most appropriate for. I know with the FDA approval, there can be very restricted guidance. So I wanna make sure our clients understand who the patient population is that would benefit most from this test. So this test would be used to assist in the evaluation of adult patients aged 55 years or older who have already presented with cognitive impairment and who are being assessed for Alzheimer's disease and other causes of cognitive decline. This test is not intended as a screening or standalone diagnostic assay. And I do want to reiterate that patients who are less than 55 years of age, as per FDA guidance, are not eligible for this test, and specimens should not be obtained for testing in these individuals. Thanks, Dr. Borners, for helping our listeners understand the patient population for this test. And I want to just next ask about the two evaluations that we have. So we've talked about ADEVAL and that test that already exists and will continue to exist. Can you compare and contrast that test with this new amyloid ratio evaluation? So both tests rely on ratios between different protein markers. One difference between the FDA-approved 40-42 ratio is that there's actually three categories of results. As there is a 50% reduction in beta amyloid 42 concentrations in 80 patients compared to concentrations found in cognitively normal individuals, one of the classifications is an elevated beta amyloid ratio, 42 versus 40, is consistent with a negative or normal amyloid positon emission tomography scan result. So an elevated 42-40 result indicates a reduced likelihood that a patient's cognitive impairment is due to Alzheimer's disease. Conversely, a lower beta amyloid ratio, 14-42, is consistent with a positive or abnormal amyloid PET scan result. However, this result does not establish a diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease or other cognitive disorder. There's a third FDA-approved category, which is likely positive, which is in between the two extremes. A beta amyloid ratio of 42-40 in this range is more likely consistent with a positive amyloid PET scan result. Again, a likely positive does not establish a diagnosis of Alzheimer's disease. In the existing ADEVL test, there are only two categories, uh, a positive and negative category. One other major difference is that in the 40 to 42 ratio, uh, patients less than 55 years of age are not eligible for testing. And those patients, however, may be evaluated in the ADEVL assay. So both the new 42-40 ratio and the ADEVL ratio provide good concordance with amyloid PET results. In fact, they're performed very similarly with greater than 94% concordance to PET results for both ratios. And this has been demonstrated in research performed by Mayo Clinic researchers, which was published in Alzheimer's Dementia Journal in May of 2021. Both PTAL A-beta-42, which is the ADEVL ratio, and A-beta-4240 ratios 
are equally predictive of positive amyloid status. One difference between the two is that ADEVL has both the P-tau, A-beta-42 ratio, and gives quantitative results for both those markers. In addition, there is a third component, a T-tau component, which is given in the ADEVL ratio. Pathologic changes associated with ADR reflected by an increase in the CSF concentrations of both T-tau and P-tau-181. Increases in CSF T-tau reflect the intensity of neuronal and axonal damage and degeneration. This may be useful in the evaluation of other neurological diseases. For example, high CSF T-tau protein concentrations are found in neurodegenerative diseases such as prion disease or CJD, Creutzfeldt-Jakob disease. Thus, T-tau may provide clinically useful information even in the absence of AD pathology. That's great, Dr. Bornars. Really helpful. I just, again, kind of want to recap. The accuracy is the same. Concordance with amyloid PET, 94% or above for both of these evaluations. But then you highlighted how the results will be slightly different. There will be three categories of results for this new amyloid ratio evaluation as compared to just two categories of results for ADD-EVAL. And then the last thing I'd like you to confirm, Dr. Bornhurst, is just you said that the ADD-EVAL test will be the only one that measures the tau component in that evaluation. Are all those kind of summaries accurate, sir? Yes, the ADD-EVAL test will quantitatively measure the tau components, whereas the new 42-40 ratio contains only the amyloid beta components, and they are not measured quantitatively. Thanks, Dr. Borner. So just a couple more here. We've already talked about how ADEVAL will continue to be offered. So now we'll have a, a small menu of choices for our physicians. Can you provide any guidance to our listeners on when one would be appropriate over the other? So both the PTAL A-beta-42 and the A-beta-42-40 ratios are prevalent throughout the field and in the literature. So physicians maybe have experience with one or the other ratio. And additionally, there may be clinical trials which use one or the other ratio. Additionally, researchers who are looking to provide concordant results with particular studies may want to use either the PTAL A-beta-42 ratio or the A-beta-42-40 ratio in their studies. We wanted to offer the new FDA-approved test and to preserve ordering options as per clinic, clinician experience and to maintain availability of both ratio clinical trial and research. Perfect. I love that, Dr. Bornhorst. If people have experience, familiarity, we want to provide options, flexibility for physicians. I think that all sounds really great. One more point on the difference between the two evaluations, Dr. Bornhorst. You mentioned that obviously this new amyloid ratio test is FDA approved. Alzheimer's disease evaluation is not FDA approved but it is a laboratory developed test that's gone through a high degree of validation. Can you just help our listeners understand what a laboratory developed test means? So the ADEVAL test components or the ratios in the, in the T-TAU test are manufactured by Roche Diagnostics and they're offered as a CLIA certified LDT or laboratory determined test validated clinically at the Mayo Clinic laboratories. Can you just provide maybe a couple of key takeaways for our listeners? What are you most excited about this evaluation from a physician standpoint and, and how it might improve patient care? So this expands the offerings, uh, offering of different ratios to the Alzheimer's prospective population. 
This will increase availability of widely used ratios to physicians and to also supplement existing evaluation, clinical evaluations of Alzheimer's disease. Thanks again for joining us today, Dr. Bornhorst. I'm excited about this test and how it can help physicians in this very important patient population. Have a good day. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning in to Answers from the Lab. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast and don't forget to tune in every Thursday and every other Tuesday.